it's your girl Rosa Sparks. Check out Dainty Thug every Wednesday to find out who I'm talking to, the latest in pop culture, while keeping it trill and dainty. Subscribe to Dainty Thug now, exclusively on the CSPN Media Network. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt L. Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, how about hypnosis? Let's get thrown Psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever, he's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 235 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by our returning SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Hey, hey. What's going on, friend? Como estas usted? Let me stop. <laughs> Back from your parts unknown vacation? Yeah, I have been all over the hemisphere. Winning. Yeah. Claiming new territories. Uh, you know. What did I go on? Like a five city tour? Yeah. Yeah, let's call let's, let's call it that. Five no. We're international. Uncharted waters. I've been all over the place. Some more stamps on your passport? No. I'm angry about it too. They did not give me a stamp on my passport. Why do I need a passport to go a place and I don't have a stamp? That is two countries now that I have been to with no stamp as proof. Yeah, now the Germany thing does seem very, very strange considering, you know, everybody's supposed to be connected with this terrorism stuff. Let me me tell you how Austria... Not like I'm encouraging anybody to do it, but you can absolutely get to Austria without anybody knowing. You can probably go for free because it's not like anybody ever checked my ticket. They only checked my passport going back. Germany cares. Austria, I guess, is for everybody. I guess Austria is like an international hoe. I don't don't know. (laughs) If I sound bitter, it's just because I want my stamps. That's all. Before we move on to tonight's WrestleCast action, we'd like to send an official congratulations to Magnum Prime and his wife on the birth of their son over the past weekend after we recorded last week. So baby mania is running wild over in the Magnum prime household. Congratulations. And, uh, we'll be talking to him in the very distant future. I'm sure. Yes, because he's going to be on daddy duty. Yes. I stand. So now we're getting to the wrestling news. And in wrestling news slash MMA news, Brock Lesnar has officially retired from MMA, according to Dana White. Hopefully Dana White is a lie for the pits of hell. Because if there's one sport that I want Brock Lesnar to retire from, it ain't the MMA. They were trying to put together this really big fight between Daniel Cormier and... Brock Lesnar, and apparently uh, they've made a fight between Daniel Cormier and someone else. So that's kind of the proof hmm. that everybody's like, oh yeah, it's for real. He's not bullshitting. Hmm. But that still didn't, he didn't say nothing about, um, you know, not taking them checks from Vince, though. He's going to keep taking the check from Vince, which, which is why I'm sad he's not retiring from this. Because that means he's going to come back. And be himself. It will probably be next month in Saudi Arabia. It's just so annoying. I don't want him back. Why is Arabia... I mean, I know he's an albino and they probably don't make them that pale normally in that country. But, like, why are they so enthused with him? Because he's worldwide. He's an attraction. He's real. I mean, in the way that we can go get an albino gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. He still looks like a gorilla. They only make those CGI for the movies. This is the real life version. 
Listen, if they're going to insist on this, I need him to grow his beard back. This is the only way to make that acceptable. What hasn't been acceptable is Monday Night Raw. <laughs> because it got its lowest non-holiday rating in history. Yikes. And that rating was down 29% from last Ooh. year's Monday Night Raw. Oof. Oof. So things aren't going too well for the flagship. As it's... As I, I just think the presentation in general is just stale. They, mm-hmm. I was, I tweeted out that WWE TV matches—they're so boring. Yeah, yeah, they don't have any energy, really. Right, right. The promos in the past, like since WrestleMania, have been blah. Nobody's really had any really good promos. Maybe one or two here or there. It's just not been that great. So Monday Night Raw failing right now. Doesn't look like it's going to get turned around anytime soon. And our last bit of news, Jeff Hardy. He's going to be out six to nine months after he has knee surgery. Uh, He hurt his knee in a house show a couple of weekends ago. So good luck to Jeff Hardy. Uh, he's had knee problems his whole career, so he'll be well prepared to take on this uh, upcoming battle. So good luck and get well to Jeff Hardy. And also a big shout out to Nia Jax as well. Again, she had double knee surgery mm-hmm. a, a couple of weeks ago, so she's on the mend as well. So good luck to Nia Jax. That has definitely got to be rough. Yeah. So we'll get into a little bit of Monday Night Raw from Lexington, Kentucky. Alexa Bliss starts the show. She reveals the four men who will participate from Raw in the Money in the Bank event. So we get DD's man, Braun Strowman, mm-hmm. Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, and everybody's favorite, Baron Corbin. So of course, this leads to everybody talking trash. And everybody's treating Ricochet like, you know, like a nerd. And then Braun says, hey, I'm going to win. And then he proposes a tag team match. Braun and Ricochet versus Drew and Corp. We get to the match. Braun runs wild. And, of course, he runs into the post. Ricochet runs in. Drew cuts him off with a headbutt. Baron Corbin tags himself in. And Ricochet counters. And he tags Braun in. The power sound follows. Ricochet finishes it off with the shooting star press. What they, what I missed in that was that uh, because Drew McIntyre got his number one contender spot stolen by Baron Corbin last week, he basically oh. punched uh, Corbin and left him for Braun to put into the power slam. Wonderful. Yeah, so there were these two triple threat matches. And the winner would be the uh, opponent for Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank for the Universal title. And then it was Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and I think it was like the Miz, I think. But it was somebody. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Drew McIntyre hits the Claymore and he gets ready to go pin him. And Baron Corbin threw him out the ring and pinned the dude and got the match. Mm-hmm. You know how we love a good heel tactic here. I'm a fan. You know, if you're gonna be a heel, be a heel. The Usos, they come out. They're super hype. They're going up against the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson. Gallows tags in, and the Good Brothers look for the Magic Killer. But Jimmy makes a save with super kicks. We get the suicide dive from one of the Usos, and then the big Us blast gets the win for the Usos. After the match, the Usos, they run down the Revival, and they show footage of the of the Revival shaving each other's back. The Revival comes out, they claim that they are men, and they have body hair. And oh. Scott Dawson says that his lats are so big that he can't reach back behind himself to get to some, you know, of those areas. So, his partner has his back, just like he has his back. Hmm. You didn't see this. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Not at midnight. You would have been. You would have been utterly disgusted. 
I believe it. It it sounds, but I, I'm not trying to judge. Raw has enough problems without my judgment. Ms. TV, Bobby Lashley is the guest. No Leo Rush. Ms. welcomes Bobby Lashley to the show. Bobby interrupts and says that he will only answer the questions he wants to. Ms. mocks Bobby Lashley for speaking in the third person. He puts Bobby Lashley over. Then he says that some people don't think Bobby is reaching his full potential. Bobby says he's been a two-time Intercontinental Champion. What has Miz done? Miz runs down his list of accomplishments, noting that he's an overachiever. Just look at his wife. Lashley mocks him for losing at Mania and for Shane beating up his father. That and since it's the Miz, he attacks and he sends Bobby Lashley to the floor. So we get an impromptu match, the Miz versus Bobby Lashley. Okay, Didi, get ready. Okay. Shane distracts the Miz. But hey. Miz hits a DDT for a two count. Miz follows with the it kicks. Shane distracts Miz again, and Lashley spears the Miz, and he gets the win. Shane and Bobby Lashley beat the Miz down after the match. Shane lays in strikes, and he yells at the Miz. Shane then locks in the submission as he shows pics of the Miz's dad on the Titantron. Shane then mm-hmm. says that he is the best in the world as the Miz eventually passes out. Uh-huh. The Miz as a babyface is not working. The Miz beating up Bobby Lashley? Are you serious? <laughs> Just no. Just nothing about that visually yeah. is acceptable. Makes sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's supposed to be running away from Bobby Lashley looking to sneak attack at all opportunities. Right. Oh, while you were gone, the they changed the name. So they are now the Viking Raiders. Who is this? The War Raiders were the Viking Experience. The Viking Experience. They're not a they're not a ride at Bush Gardens. What do you mean the Viking Experience? Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody shitted on it. Correct. <laughs> and it's valid. Points were made. And so the yeah. next week they came out and their names were the Viking Raiders. Raiders or Riders? Raiders. I mean, they're both awful. Yeah. <laughs> Just asking so that I can know. Yes. it. The notes are spelled wrong, unfortunately. Uh, the Lucha House Party attack and the Viking Raiders. Uh, the Lucha House Party attack the Viking Raiders as they make their entrance. The Viking Raiders take out Lindsay Dorado and work over Kalisto. Double team follows on Grandma Elite. They hit the Thor's hammer, which finishes off Kalisto. After the match, the Viking Raiders lay out Lindsay Dorado. Speaking of Thor's hammer, let me stop. Did you see it? I saw it when I was in California. Oh, yeah. Was it amazing? It was amazing. I didn't watch it. I watched the mm-hmm. um, I watched the Game of Thrones uh, epic episode. I like watched probably. That's the, see, that I haven't seen. But I don't watch Game of Thrones. Like I Me saw either. the first episode this season, and I guess it—I I don't know. I've been watching Twitter, watch it for all these years, and I, I feel like I know, but I don't know. Um, my cousin, when I went to the race a couple of weekends ago, he was trying to catch up, so he was on like season six. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I'm going back and forth, doing different things, getting ready for the you know podcast and interviews and stuff. So then it's late. And he's watching the episode. So I just come in. It's probably about 15 minutes into it. And I sit there for the next 45 minutes. And I'm like, dude, really? (laughs) All this talking. Ain't nothing happened. There was this one thing where this one guy was like, oh, there's a warning. These men are not to be trusted. And, Mm -hmm. you know, be careful. They offer you good things here. And then all of a sudden, the dude was out like chopping wood, and then he heard something, and he came back, and then all the people were killed. But it didn't oh, show yeah. it, you know? Oh. Uh, they say it's slow. I think once you're in it, it, everything means something. And so, like, even shit that, like, a layman like us will be like, what are we looking at? They'll be like, holy shit. Like, I think they know that it means something that we don't know. But yeah. I, I don't know. So, I... I 
as an outsider looking in, it was yeah. it was like the very very best pay per view you could ever watch. It was cool. That, yeah, it, it was it was good. It was that good. All I know is Arya is that bitch. That's all I really know. Arya uh, became Becky Lynch. Oh, I like it. When when she like when she it. jumped Ronda and got her nose broken, that's basically yeah. what Arya became. And I the guy it. Jon Snow, he's like mm-hmm. Roman. He's like Roman. He's he's the one everybody sees as the chosen one, and who's supposed to be the one, but he mm-hmm. for some reason couldn't quite get there. Ah, I like it. And then the White Walker dude, of course, is Vince. <laughs> the only the only person I'm having a hard time finding a wrestler for is Brand, the little kid, the kid who was Brand the, is the kid who the White Walker was coming for. I know he's the one that he doesn't walk now or something. Right, he's this somebody pushed guy. him out of a window when he was a young child. Yeah, in the scene. So, who would Brand be? <laughs> I, was gonna say, I was about to say. What's his name? Oh, what is Wyndham Rotunda's real name? Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Wyndham Rotunda is the best name on earth. I don't care what anybody says. That could work. He could be Bray Wyatt. I think he's a little Bray. Like, remember when he first started being like creepy? Mm-hmm. And like unsuddenly. And I think people are very creeped out by Brand. At least that's what I've gathered from the Twitters. So I think he might be like a brand or maybe like a, no, he's, he's too clean to be like a Luke. A I would Luke say maybe player. like the undertaker, but no, because he, mm-hmm. he could see things. He could foresee things, you know, the Ravens and yeah. stuff. Oh, like a, I don't know. Those are vampires. I was going to say like early edge and Christian and Gangrel. Right. But they were. Oh, what about Raven? What about Raven? Do you remember Raven? Yeah, I remember Raven. Raven for the three-eyed raven. See, it all goes together. There it goes. There it goes. So, as we take a detour back to Monday Night Raw. Because that was more interesting. Oh, by far. Way better than Raw. The the dragon fight in the episode I tweeted out was going to be far more entertaining than any of the (laughs) undercard on Monday Night Raw. And it was. (laughs) So, Alexa Bliss comes out. She announces the women's participants from Raw for the Money in the Bank match. We're going to have Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, and Alexa Bliss. Mm. So Natalia and Dana begin to argue with Dana saying Natalia is handed every opportunity. Naomi reminds us that she's a former two-time SmackDown Women's Champion and she All wants right. the Raw title. And this ends up setting up Naomi versus Alexa Bliss. Hmm. Very significant here. We have Alexa Bliss, who's had concussion issues for like the last, I don't know, like nine months. Mm-hmm. Also very significant. We're here at the Money in the Bank where this was the earmark for where if Sasha was going to kind of come back, that they were hoping she would come back development on that nothing i've heard it's just that she's still willing to set out her contract and they may be willing to just freeze her out like they did neville wow it's crazy yeah so hashtag free the boss and uh hopefully she figures out you know what she wants to do and what's best for her but mm-hmm. it ain't looking good right now we get this week's edition of Bray's Wacky Funhouse. And then we have our match, Alexa Bliss versus Naomi. Uh, Naomi, uh, excuse me, Alexa Bliss didn't want to wrestle this match because she said she didn't have the proper shoes. But Naomi was like, I'll be you with no shoes. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so uh, Alexa's shoes kept coming untied. And so the most of the match was Alexa Bliss like, hitting two moves and then trying to like get Naomi far enough where she could tie her shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so Naomi hits the sunset flip for two. Alexis's shoes come off. Uh, Naomi takes your shoes, tosses them in the crowd. Then she hits her with the rear view. Then Naomi follows up with the split legged moonsault and Naomi gets the win. Yes. 
That's what I like to hear. Ray, with his son Dominic, comments on being knocked down and losing at WrestleMania. He said he let his fans and his family down, and tonight he will prove he's the better man against Samoa Joe. Good luck. <laughs> Becky comes out. Charlie interviews Becky and asks her about defending both titles at Money in the Bank. Oh, yeah, Becky said that she'll take on Charlotte and she's going to take on Lacey Evans in the same night. Oh. Becky says she's doing it because she will be a fighting champion. She doesn't care about odds because she's constantly overcome them throughout her career. She won't hold the division's hostage like Charlotte, and she won't dodge anyone, and she will beat them all. She promises to to dish out a beating at Money in the Bank. Becky then calls out Lacey and offers her some payback for last week. Lacey arrives and mocks Becky's temper. She won't lose her manners, and then they begin to brawl. Refs separate Becky and Lacey Evans. The agents arrive and finally separate them, but they break free, and of course, they continue to brawl until, you know, they get tired, and then we go to commercial break. Now, is that when Becky told her, make her a sandwich? Mm, I'm not sure. I have to go back and... I've watched so much wrestling in the last four days. I can't remember every part of that promo. Because I know it happened. I just, I'm not sure on the dates because, you know, I ain't been here. <laughs> right. They, they ain't got WWE in Mexico when you're on the boat. Oh, I wasn't supposed to tell y'all I was on a boat. Well, I was on a boat. Ooh, that rain is loud. Jeez. That's rain? Yeah. You can hear it? That's mm-hmm. rain. Sounds like pewter patter. Mm-hmm. Kurt Hawkins. Zack Ryder. They beat the revival, y'all. That's all you need to know. Champions. Just pour out. <laughs> Excuse me. You're so disgusted that you're choking. <laughs> yes, I'm choked up. And how they've done one of the best tag teams in all of wrestling. Yeah, yeah. The Zack Ryder deserves. Deserves what? Every good thing in life. Uh, maybe I can get with that. Kurt Hawkins don't deserve shit. Aww. Over the revival? Well, I don't care about the revival. I missed all their good stuff, so I don't know why anybody <laughs> cares about them. <sighs> what Mariah say? I don't know her. I don't know them. The Miz, he challenges Shane to a cage match at Money in the Bank. Sami Zayn comes out. He talks about his joy that he found outside of the WWE. He said he fell back in love with things like psychology. He lays out a slideshow, <laughs> mocking the entitlement of the fans. They have always been told that the customer is always right. He runs down Kentucky and says, you don't always get what you want. He says, last week at 4 a.m. at an airport, a small <laughs> child asked for an autograph. And naturally, he said no. <laughs> it made him sick because the child has been taught that he was owed something. He says he doesn't owe the fans a damn thing. Mm. He's been more than generous. Three yes. shoulder surgeries and 17 years of five-star classics was enough. Mm. Sammy says he will give them what he wants and the fans mm. will take it. Mm. People tell him to quit and leave WWE and says it, it would be amazing. But what's <laughs> better is holding the fans accountable. He will be the critic of the critics and he will take the power back. All right. Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. The head scissors and the 619 follows. And then there's a Hurricane Rana, but the 619 is blocked. Joe looks for the Coquina clutch, but Rey escapes and runs into the ST Joe. Counters the Uranagi, and then he cradles Samoa Joe for the win. And then in the most, D.D. would have cackled forever if she would have saw this. <laughs> Dominique comes out to celebrate with his father and puts Rey Mysterio Jr. on his shoulders. Aww. So Dominique is cute. I don't know if I'm Rey Mysterio Jr. If my son needs to be, even though you can, that ain't something you need to be proven in front of millions. Yeah, I mean, first of all, don't lift me up, but, you know. Cause like don't pick me up. I'm your parent. If you like, oh, you're so precious. Put me down. Those are things that kids do when they're nine and ten in the privacy of your own home. Right. Look how strong I am, mommy. I can pick you up. Okay, son. Don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Put me down. Wonderful. Put me down. 
You're so strong. Come down. <laughs> Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, contract signing. Michael Cole brings out both men. AJ says he came to Raw to win the Universal title. He says SmackDown was good to him, and he's proud of his time there, but Raw is where it's at. AJ says okay. he's always like Rollins, but he has something that AJ wants. When you want something bad enough, you'll do unexpected things to get it. Rollins is a winner and a champion. Styles says that Rollins has been called the new AJ Styles. Stronger, faster, younger, but he will never be AJ Styles. Seth agrees. He says he never wanted to be the next anyone. He wanted to be the first Seth Rollins. Things are different here. This is not SmackDown. This is Monday Night Rollins. Styles will have to be better than phenomenal to take the title from him. Styles says Rollins ran himself ragged to get the title. How are you holding up? Styles (laughs) says they will burn it down and he will build it back up. Styles then says that the shield is gone now. And while Rollins went through hell to win the title, Styles doesn't think he has much left. Styles is ready to go. And at Money in the Bank, Styles will latch on, sink his teeth in, and won't let go until he is standing as the new Universal Champion. AJ signs the contract. Rollins then says they have a lot in common. But while Styles likes to build things, Seth likes to burn them down. (laughs) Rollins reminds AJ that he beat Brock and AJ didn't. He will be at his best at Money in the Bank when he beats AJ Styles. Rollins then signs the contract. AJ grabs the title. He looks at it, and then he hands it back to Seth Rollins. Rollins refuses to shake AJ's hand, and instead, he lifts the title up and poses with it in AJ's face. Mm. So AJ attacks him, and they brawl as Rollins sends AJ to the floor. Rollins then follows up with a suicide dive, but AJ Styles flies back in. He hits Seth with the phenomenal forearm, and he puts Seth Rollins through the table, and that's how your Monday Night Raw comes to an end. Oh, my God. Respect out the door. Styles said you're going to do unexpected things to get what you want. I don't think Seth Rollins saw that coming. Oh! These two throwing down. Oh, my God. Styles sent to the outside. Seth Rollins just continues looking for this onslaught here for AJ Styles. Suicide dive by Rollins. Come on, huh? You want to start a fight? You better not start a fight. And you can't finish, AJ. You get me down. Oh, Styles back in this. Here it is. Styles with a statement, a reminder. Seth Rollins and his Universal Championship are under a phenomenal siege. The closing segment. Mm-hmm. And let me see. What's the only other <laughs> in the Sami Zayn promo? It's the uh, only two things in this whole show that was worth a damn. Yikes. This joint was so trash. Oh my gosh. Sounds terrible. It was bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> and it's just like I literally they could go back to the old school formula and it would be better than what they're doing. Have people win. Let's, you know, we're Americans. We like winners. <laughs> we do. So, you know what you could do to make me get behind that Ryder and Kurt Hawkins? Have them wrestle some jobbers a few weeks in a row. Have them win. Mm-hmm. And then I can be like, okay, you know, I haven't seen Kurt Hawkins win anything except for the tag team titles like hmm, that's believable Mm -hmm. what happened to like everything else in sports 
where you see people win and win and win and win, and then eventually they win so much that they win the championship or they get a chance to win the championship because they won so much. No, that's not how wrestling works. You get a chance because they say so. You get an opportunity because why not? (sighs) What is logic? What is earning things? It's it's killing it's killing my enjoyment of, of Monday Night Raw. Is it killing your vibe, friend? Uh, I'm so glad I had so much Japanese wrestling to catch up on this week. Oh, oh it yes. was wonderful. That was very wonderful. Lots I'm of happy for you. action. Yeah, a couple of uh, like four and a half star matches too. Oh wow! Yeah. So, Miss Dee Hit, this time, I'll turn it over to you for your SmackDown Matters report. SmackDown does matter. I'm so sorry I've missed you for two weeks, but I'm back. And apparently, I am back in Columbus, Ohio. Michael Cole brings out COVID. Is Michael Cole on SmackDown? He was just on SmackDown for this one little part here. And that's it so far? Uh, that's it so far. Okay, let's keep it that way. Okay. He brings out Kofi Kingston to discuss the actions of Kevin Owens on last week's show. He praises Kofi and talks about his journey to the title. Kofi says that there are a lot of highs as well as lows, but you got to keep fighting. He's proud. He got to do that with the New Day because they helped him make the impossible possible. Michael Cole says Kofi's mania moment was special and maybe one of the best mania moments of all time. I would agree with that. Kofi says next to his kids and wife, um, it was the greatest moment of his life. That is so sweet. Cole finally brings up Owens' betrayal. I guess his one-week betrayal. And attack on Xavier last week. Kofi says he should have seen this coming. Yes. But he and New Day believe in second chances and giving people that chance to change. All Owens had to do was ask for a shot and he would have given it to him. But let him come at him money in the bank and he'll defend the title there. KO arrives, accepts the match. Kevin says that Kofi gave the fans... A great moment, but it ended, and none of these fans really believe in Kofi as a champion. And actually, Kofi doesn't even believe in himself either. Kofi, mm, Xavier attacks, but Owen lays him, Owens lays him out with a super kick. I saw it. It made me sad. Xavier was mad because of that uh, that buckle bomb from last week. Um, well, the yeah. apron bomb, rather. Yeah, I mean, it, it's upsetting. Um... Bailey is going to be in the Money in the Bank match. Bailey also has a match with Becky Lynch right now. She misses a knee, allowing Becky to cut her off with a missile drop tick, drop kick. Bailey battles back, takes control, looks to finish things with a top rope elbow drop. But Becky gets her knees up, puts on the disarmor. Becky gets the win almost immediately. Charlotte hits a boot on Becky and posts Bailey. And stands in the ring like the angry titan that she is. She did all that in a pair of brogans, too. Very talented. I mean, you know, Charlotte's an athletic girl. I would have tore all my ankles up. That would have had like them Steph Curry ankle braces on for the next eight months of my life if I would have tried to do that. She's skillful. Next, the Hardys arrive. They mentioned Jess injury, which apparently was the fault of Lars Sullivan. Shocking. No, of course not. He says he'll be out for a long time, Jeff, and they must relinquish the SmackDown tag team titles. Lars arrives and Matt tries to fight him off, but he fails. Lars hits the freak accident. Jeff looks to fight. That's not going to work. But Truth attacks with a chair shot. R-Truth? R-Truth. He be hanging with Lars now? No, R-Truth, uh, Lars attacked R-Truth. He's the first person on SmackDown he attacked, so R-Truth has been trying to get him back. Oh, gotcha. This angers Lars, and he hits Truth with a freak accident and legal bomb. So really, R-Truth ended up, it was supposed to be like a double team thing, but he's injured and Truth is true. So. <laughs> the funniest thing happened, right? So, of course, Jeff Hardy's on one leg for real. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get out of the ring. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, he's supposed to get on the apron. And then I guess Lars Sullivan is supposed to attack him. And that's what's supposed to bring our truth out. Mm-hmm. They missed that part in the middle. 
So our truth mm-hmm. comes out. They do what they do, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, when they turn back to the outside of the ring, you just see Jeff Hardy just laid out, but nobody touched him. He's just uh, face down on the floor. <laughs> like, what happened to him? Uh, like, well, you were supposed to do it, but since you didn't, I'm gonna just <laughs> right. It's, well, I mean, you gotta stick to the script, I guess. I'm pretty sure Vince McMahon blew a freaking gasket. And who do you think thought that was live? For sure. Poor baby. Can't get it together. Uh, Ali, Finn Balor, Cien Almas, because I'm not calling him that damn Andrade, and Randy Orton are going to also be in the men's Money in the Bank match. Next is a tag match. Asuka and Kyrie Sane versus Jin... Jenny and John Boots and Tights. Asuka hits a German, follows with kicks and covers her two. The double team follows and the insane elbow finishes things. Jenny Boots and Tights had the prettiest little hair. Yeah, the black girl? Yeah, the black girl. Mm-hmm. Um, she was adorable. And John Boots and Tights had a nice little red dye in there too. You know, equal opportunity compliments. But yeah, I'm all about Jenny Boots and Tights. I need more from her. Hopefully she's in the performance center or they'll give her a chance. Mandy and Sonia are backstage talking about getting a chance at Money in the Bank. Mandy says they do have a spot, but it's just the one spot. And Mandy's like, well, I guess it should be you, Sonia. Sonia's like, oh, no, girl, no. Mandy, you do it. And she's like, me? Are you sure? Okay. And then she made some comment about was it Jill and Beyonce? It was somebody who singers that were not equally yoked, and I was like, you would think that. And so I moved on. What'd you think about Sonya Deville all dressed up? She pretty. Eyelashes popping, lips busting. She real cute. She looked like are you ready? <laughs> A future women's world champion. Yeah. Y'all are fun. Me too. Me. Actually, I'm fine with that because I don't, with all of these women, I don't need one champion for 17 months. Like, see, somebody got to have bad luck. It can't just be Sasha who only drops the belt after one <laughs> one match. Like, there should be other one, two match champions. <laughs> she can't be the only one. But yeah. Right, sure. I believe in Sonya. Uh, next, Roman is here to talk about punching Vince and his feud with the last. What have I missed? Oh, yeah. Um, and the superstar shakeup, Vince's big announcement was Elias. So he comes out, and of course, he's <laughs> doing his Elias thing on SmackDown. And then uh, Roman comes out. <laughs> and, and Roman knocked out Vince McMahon with the Superman punch. Well, I'm fine with that. So Shane and Elias, the next week, uh, Shane comes out there. Basically talking trash to Roman, like get out here, my revenge, you punching my dad. Mm-hmm. Roman's like, I'm not really here to talk. He ain't even say nothing. He just dropped the microphone and just kind of went after Shane. And then Elias oh, came okay. and helped Shane. And the, of course, they laid out uh, Roman. And then so now Money in the Bank is going to be Elias versus Roman. Wow. Yeah, uh, the ultimate Didi Jonay Baywatch match. Oh my gosh. Okay. So. On your brand at that. As it should be. Because the last deserves to be a SmackDown. But anyway, Roman says it took he took his one shot to make a first impression and he KO'd Vince to do just that. It wasn't his plan. It could have been anyone. But he was there to prove he's the big dog. And that SmackDown is his yard now. Shane arrives and makes the ring announcer give him his proper introduction. Shane reminds Roman that the McMahons own all the land. Ranger says, let's be clear, Vince owns the land. And that he put Vince on his back. Shane says that he left Reigns' land last week. So Reigns challenges Shane to come out to the ring. Shane refuses because he's about to train for money in the bank. Shane brings out the B-team, B-team, fight, 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 instead for a handicap match. Reigns isn't impressed, so Shane makes Elias the special enforcer. Not the ref, the special enforcer. There will be a real ref. Roman dumps Dallas to the floor and acts like Cradle's Roman for two. 
There's a Superman punch to Kurt Axel, and that gets a two because Elias pulls out the ref, which he can do because he's the enforcer. Reigns goes after him, and Elias posts him. Bay. Axel hits the perfect plex for two. Then Reigns hits a Superman punch and gets the win. So all the chicanery does not work. Super mm. Roman. Yeah, I mean, it is the B thing. You know, levels. Uh, next is or um, in Andrade Cien Almas versus Ali and Finn Balor. Zelina Vega, what? Distracts Baylor. And Cien hits the double knees for two. They work into counters and Ali tags in and hits the 450 and pins Andrade. Um, Orton lays out Baylor post match and I believe Ali kicks Orton out of the ring as well. Yep, he sure did. Ali is the one who stood tall at the end of that match. Like the icon that he is going to be future. Also, Carmella and Ember Moon are in the women's money in the bank match. Yay. So, Last thing of the night, this is not a match, it's just a moment. We like to call the moment the Kevin Owens show. He says he's dropped all the crap because unlike the New Day, he doesn't need it. He will take the burden from Kofi and win the title at Money in the Bank. He tells Davey to come out and trust him so that they can have a chat. No Woods. So Owens brings out a Woods and Biggie action figure and sits them in a chair. The big E toy has his leg taped up all thick and shit. He kicks them away. Kofi arrives. They be brawling. Kofi took control. Owens breaks his eyes and runs away like a little biatch. Now, before I was so rudely interrupted earlier by, uh, by Xavier Woods, a choice that I'm sure he, he regrets making now, I was trying to make a point. And that point is that what I was saying earlier is the absolute truth. Kofi Kingston is in way over his head. Kofi Kingston is drowning. But Kofi, don't worry. Help is on the way. And I am that help. Because at Money in the Bank, I will relieve you of the burden you've been carrying around since WrestleMania. Because I truly believe... Scratch that. I am positive that at Money in the Bank, I will take the WWE title from you. But enough. En- enough about Kofi Kingston. That's all we've been hearing about for months now. Earlier tonight, I had a great idea for my guest. And that idea was to have the one and only Xavier Woods right here as my guest. Because you know what? We know, we know all about Kofi Kingston, but I want to hear about Xavier Woods. So, so Xavier, I don't know if, if after what happened earlier, if you're still willing to come here and talk. I don't know if you're even able to, but please, if you are, just, just humor me. Come down, sit here, trust me, and let's just have a chat. You know, I, I figured this would happen, so I actually, uh, I came here with a plan B. Oh, look at that. It's not the real Xavier Woods, but it is an Xavier Woods action figure. One of the many, 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 many pieces of crap merchandise they have been shamelessly shilling for years now. Little Woodsy, why don't you, why don't you stand right here? There you go. There you are. But, but what's wrong, little Woodsy? You don't, look, you don't look quite as happy as you usually do. Is it because is it you're lonely? Usually you have friends with you, right? Well, good news! You were part of a battle pack, so there's actually something else in the box with you. And there it is! Look, everybody, it's Big E! He's back! Yay! Of course... He's looked better, his legs are a little banged up, but he's all taped up, he's ready to go. Reunited at last! <laughs> you know, the real Woods and the real Biggie aren't here to tell me what's on their minds, and these are obviously useless pieces of trash. But that's okay, because I think I know exactly what Biggie and Xavier Woods think. 
I think I know exactly what's in their heart and what's on their mind. And if they were here right now, I think. Watch out, KO. WWE Champion Kofi Kingston making his way right towards the ring, going after Kevin Owens. Kofi's not out here to talk anymore. Everything Kevin Owens has done, infiltrating the New Day, infiltrating this brotherhood. Kofi's not going to stand for it. Wait a minute, Kingston's not done yet. Kofi Kingston right down Owens. This delusional, self-serving Kevin Owens. Oh, that KO is done to the New Day from inside out. And now Kofi trying to destroy Owens. Kofi is laying waste to Kevin Owens on behalf of his fallen brothers, Woods. And oh my God, Owens on the desk. Oh, everything KO has done to Kofi Kingston. Everything he has said about this man. Oh, my God. Look in the eyes of Kofi Kingston. Kevin Owens brought this upon himself. Kevin Owens is getting everything he deserves. Kofi to the eyes of Kofi Kingston. Owens, Owens hightailing it out of here. Yeah. We're going to cower into retreat again. The champion once again staring down his challenger. Look in the eyes of Kofi Kingston. This is a different intensity. This is another level. Kevin Owens may have just made the biggest mistake he could. He just gave Kofi Kingston something else to fight for. There's a lot of talk around the internet mm-hmm. that Kofi needs to be more serious in the oh. champion role. Especially okay. after last week, after, you know, Xavier got beat up real bad and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know how he came out to the ring. At first, he was throwing his pancakes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Doing the Kofi thing. A lot of people are kind of like, mm, this demeanor was too happy. He should have been like, you know, Real stern, like, you know, not this week, you know what I'm saying? We got some real serious issues to address. My brother, Xavier Woods, is laid up at the hands of a nefarious individual by the name of Kevin Owens. And, you know, <laughs> should have been more like in that vein. So that's kind of a thing that's going around the circles of the internets and the wrestling communities is that they want Kofi to serious it up a little bit more as a champion okay it's hard for you to comment because you've been running and gallivanting around the world in the two weeks since he's really been a champion (laughs) yeah i like i ain't got no basis for it so it's like if you say he's been doing too much i'll take your word for it (laughs) what'd you think about this show though your first show that you've seen in two weeks uh, it was interesting. I was happy to see Elias. I was happy to see Elias in his arms. I was happy to see Elias in his man bun. You know, that was great. Seeing Oscar and Kyrie was great. Who else did I see? Kevin's always great to see. We seem I was actually happy to see. You know, I, I miss young Axel and um, young Rotunda. So, yeah, I was happy that they got some activity, even if they lost. Um, and yeah, I was happy to see Becky and Bailey. They had their cute little moment on Twitter. I saw that much when I was still around. Because every now and again, when we would go and support, I would have internet access so I could see what the Twitters was about. So yeah, I enjoyed it. All right. Yeah, I liked this episode too. This was really good. The match between Bailey and Becky wasn't as good as the match the week before between Charlotte and Becky, but it was still very good. In the tag match, uh, seeing Almas and Mustafa Ali are like money. If they're in any type of match together, it's going to be good. So I really enjoyed that tag match. Next up, we'll talk about some NXT. The Forgotten Sons, all three of them, faced off against Oni Lork and Danny Burch and Umberto Carrillo. My Steve. Did you see how he got in the ring? Mm-mm. Okay, he does this do? he does this thing where he does like this dive in mm-hmm. between the middle and the bottom rope. So he kinda okay. like so picture like, you know, you're coming up to the ring, Avery. And yeah. he dives in that little gap, 
And then what he does is he does he dives far enough in where he can do like a handstand. Oh. Yeah, you gotta see it. It's pretty cool. I've never That's seen, interesting. Yeah, I've never seen anybody get in the ring like this. It's really cool. That must be really difficult. Like Yeah, he's got some serious core strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Umberto Carrillo flies in to make the save, but then he gets he accidentally takes out uh Oni Lorcan mm-hmm. with a suicide dive on the outside. <laughs> so Danny Birch is left all alone and he fight for his life until the Forgotten Sons they swarm him. Jackson Riker takes out Carrillo as he flies in. Then they hit this triple team finisher on Danny Birch and the Forgotten Sons to pick up the win. Uh, you're going to have your ultimate Bay match coming up at Money in the Bank between Elias and Roman. Yay. I'm going to have an ultimate Bay match coming up on NXT next week as they show a video setting up Bianca Belair and Mia Yim. I saw that. Girl, <laughs> do you like that as a catchphrase? You think they could put that I on really, the shirt? I really do. I really do enjoy it because <laughs> it just cuts to the middle of everything. Like, girl, uh uh-uh. uh, because you know, the back and forth is cute, but we don't gotta do all that. Dominic Dijakovic faces off against Mansoor. What kind of name is that? I probably like his last name, and they just cut it off. Why are you just call him Mans? You'd be like, who's Mans is this? Hire me, WWE. I got the good idea. Mansoor battles back with strikes and kicks, covering for a two count. Mansoor then flies into a super kick, and Dijakovic lays in a lariat and a couple of strikes. Dijakovic hits his finisher to feast your eyes, and he gets the win. After the match, <laughs> the Velveteen Dream arrives. Wait, wait, wait. The Velveteen Dream is pushed out yeah, by two women on a nice little velvet couch. Yes. Ambiance. That's how he arrives. Lights. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he said that Dijakovic had some words for him last week, so he's got some words for Dijakovic this week. And then Velveteen Dream breaks off into his version of the national anthem. That was amazing. It is I'm proposing that this is the new black wrestling fans national anthem. Because <laughs> this is the this is why this dude is the very best thing in WWE right now. He's just on another level. Mm-hmm. This was so Good. He talked about beating up Matt Riddle. He talked about <laughs> beating up Buddy Murphy. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> I've watched this thing like three times. Or I watched it when it came on. Mm-hmm. Then I watched it again after it went off. And then I watched mm-hmm. it like earlier today, like just to make sure, like, ooh, I hope they have this all the way to the end because it's got to make it into the show. <laughs> so. You guys will be hearing that in about three, two, one. Build a And uh, wait a minute. D-R-E-A-M, Moral. Here he comes. The Velveteen Dream. The NXT North American champion. Living the life of leisure. Dominic, Velveteen heard that you had some words for the dream. So the dream has some words for you, Dominic. Words so true you can say that they're red, white, and blue. Now, if we're going to do this right, we need some music. Hit it! Oh, say, can you brilliant light while you Like 
Just like that, Dominic. Dream over. I have seen it all. It has been a star-spangled banner year for the NXT North America champion, Velveteen Dream. Dream is a man of many talents, but I gotta say, uh, maybe not on the vocalistic side. I'm just throwing that out there. George Washington rolling over in his grave. The Undisputed Era. They cut a promo claiming to be stronger than air ever. All is going well until Adam Cole says that they look forward, not in the past, even though Roddy dropped the ball last week. So, of course, Roddy gets pissed. They begin to argue and he walks off. So, what was funny is like, and this is like a thing they've been doing here in NXT lately. So, you know, they got the music going, the undisputed, you know, music is playing. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, when Roddy uh, gets pissed, it just all of a sudden, this is like, it just stops. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, this is funny. Our main event is the debut of Kushida. And he's facing off against Cassius Ono. The running boot by Cassius Ono connects, but Kushida cuts him off with a big right hand. The PK follows, and Kushida gets the hoverboard lock. And Cassius Ono is forced to tap. So Koshida is victorious in his debut. Yay. It's going to be interesting to see Kushida wrestling these heavyweight guys. Because, I mean, Cassius Ono probably outweighs him by like 120 pounds. And that's being generous. Mm-hmm. Kushida was a junior heavyweight in New Japan. One of the very best to ever wrestle in New Japan in that weight class. But here, you know, he's not in two oh five. He's in NXT, so he's gonna be going up against, you know, bigger guys, taller guys. So it's gonna be interesting to see how he makes that transition. Plus mm-hmm. WWE style. He put out a very interesting a uh, post just talking about uh how difficult it's been uh making the transition, um moving to Orlando Trying to learn the WWE style, trying to learn English, um, mm-hmm. going around the loop, and you know, just getting an understanding of how NXT works. So yeah, it was it was a really interesting uh, read, just kind of how he's adjusting uh, to life here in America. So we're pulling for Kushida. He is one of the best uh, when it comes to just in the ring. He's very technical. And hopefully they can bring that out in NXT uh, where, you know, it is more about the matches and not so much about the gimmicks and the entertainment. And I think he'll fit in pretty good once they get him a, a good story and a good opponent. So, Miss Didi Jonay, we only got one piece of business left. Just tell the folks that they need to go to CSPN.us. Help support mm-hmm. the podcast and the podcast network. Keep the podcast free. Go over to keep the podcast free tab on the top of the page, support our sponsors, whatever you buy from our sponsors. Some of that purchase comes back to help keep the WrestleCast free each and every week. Also, listen to Miss Didi Jonay's adventures while she was gallivanting around parts unknown on the dark match. And you can only hear the dark match through our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. These are our pre and post show conversations of the WrestleCast, Cast Strong Style, Forever Young Cast. So check those out. Really fun conversations. We talk some wrestling, but most of the time it's a lot of other fun stuff that we, you know, just catch up on. So shenanigans. Exactly. Pure shenanigans. So please support the Patreon. Help a brother out. It's really good stuff over there. 
We got some a lot of content. I think there's over seventy posts right now up over there on the Patreon page. There's a couple of videos as well that you can check out. So please support the CSPN by subscribing to our Patreon page. So Miss Didi Jonet, at this point in time, I'll turn it over to you for your shout outs and thank yous. Oh, shout out to you, of course. Shout out to everybody who held down the show for the two weeks that I was absent. Um, you know, you can't miss me if I don't go away. If I be leaving. <laughs> uh, shout out to the boat that I was on. It was a really nice boat. Shout out to everybody on the boat, especially the bartenders. Yes, God. If you ever go on a cruise, I firmly suggest that you use or that you buy the unlimited drink package. It'll it will change your life. Um, shout out to Jade because she'd be playing games at the airport, but apparently it works out for her. Congratulations. I don't have good airline luck right now, but that's all right. Shout out to Southwest because I did complain about something and they immediately sent me a $50 voucher. Good customer service will keep me coming back because that was on some shenanigans. Uh, what else? Yeah, I mean, just shout out to everybody who still uses the hashtags and who still watches that three hour show y'all call Raw every Monday. Y'all deserve all of the props in the world. Shout out to you. I'd like to give a big shout out to the returning Miss Didi Jonay. I'd like to also give a shout out to Quintessential R and Miss Laura Singh for filling in in your absence while you were gone. I greatly appreciate them making time to join me and Sam on the WrestleCast. Also, like I said, Magnum Prime and his new family. Congratulations to their new addition. Give a shout out to Sam. Give a shout out to all the Russell Bays, all the members of the Glow. Give a big shout out to Anwar Starwin, all of my New Japan wrestling folks. Friday and Saturday, Wrestling Duntaku, two big cards from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Live tweet, share your commentary with color. Use the hashtag cast of strong style. Uh, main event is going to be Sonata versus uh, Okada on Saturday for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. That should be a very, very, very good match. Can't wait to see what comes out of that. Again, live tweet. Use the hashtag cast of strong style. So for my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonay, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been episode 235 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Known you many years, but you've got something I want. And you and I both know when you want something bad enough, you'll do some unexpected things to get it. And how many times has it been said that Seth Rollins will be the new AJ Styles? Here's the hard truth, Seth. You will never be the phenomenal AJ Styles. There is only one AJ Styles, and truth be told, as much of a compliment as it is, I never wanted to be the next AJ Styles. And I respect every single thing you did on SmackDown. It was phenomenal. But you're going to have to be better than phenomenal if you want to take this title from me at Money in the Bank. I know how much that Universal Championship means to you. But at what cost? How you holding up? I ask that because you went through hell at WrestleMania. The problem is, I just don't think you have much left. You see this, this slogan here? Never rest, never rust. You see, I'm going to be that bulldog nipping at your heels. And that money in the bank... I'm going to latch on. I'm going to sink my teeth in. And I'm not going to let go until I'm standing over you as the new Universal Champion.
You don't seem to understand what I'm saying, AJ, so let me spell it out for you. Look, we we have a lot of things in common. We really do. And while our success stories may be very similar as well, there's one thing that separates us, one thing that I've done that you've never done. I beat Brock Lesnar. I beat Brock Lesnar, and that's why I'm standing here holding this, and you're standing there trying to take it away from me. You want to know how I'm holding up, how I'm doing? Ask Brock Lesnar, because I was at my best when I beat him at WrestleMania, and I will be at my best at Money in the Bank when I beat you.